Right now, you can get 25% off any PFF subscription if you use code BETTINGPOD. Grades and data are live for every single player who logged a snap last week. You can go check out the highest graded players from week 9 and look to find early value on spread picks and player props for week 10. What all do you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and college football betting dashboards, our grade power projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team. we got our player props tool, which shows plus minus value for every NFL prop. Best bets tool shows you the best values for every single play. we got our DFS optimizer, uh, ownership projections, and so much more. Support the pod and use promo code BETTINGPOD for 25% off any subscription. Welcome in. This is the PFF betting podcast you have been waiting for. It's Sunday morning. We're going to be talking about the Circa Millionaire Contest. We're also going to be talking about our favorite player props. Typically, the one and only George Shahiri is with me talking it up, you know, chit-chatting back and forth, giving his Circa Millionaire plays. But unfortunately, George is at a wedding this weekend, giving a best man speech, doing all the things that he does. And we had a last-minute replacement, maybe the only person that can fill in George's shoes, his co-host, uh, PFF, Eric Eager, the one and only, other side of the PFF forecast. He might be just a little bit tipsy on bourbon tonight, sweating out some of his college football, Canadian football league games, but he is here joining us in the flesh. Eric, how are you feeling heading into week 10 Sunday NFL football? Well, CFL, which has normally been our our, our good uh, our good bets, our fun, our fun side stuff, did not do well today. Uh, or even, I think we split yesterday. College football has been a mixed bag. We got some nice props in the college football realm. Um, I think Green Line is basically dead nuts even, which seems to be its thing every single week in college football, which is truly remarkable given how many bets we end up having. Um, I'm looking forward to Sunday NFL. This is the first good Sunday NFL slate we have in a while, and a game, Ben, that wasn't looking all that close now actually looks... Like it might be competitive with Detroit going to a bin, Big Ben Roethlisberger less Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. So we do get late breaking news on the PFF Bang podcast. Typically, it doesn't happen. Big Ben out with COVID. Eric's getting out of all of his hot takes on Twitter already. But how do you actually see uh, this impact in the line, right? Like we have, you know, it started off uh, minus nine on the look headline. I think it's basically between, been between eight and a half, eight, nine throughout the whole week. I think right now we're seeing it pop up at, you know, minus eight for Pittsburgh. Do you think it gets down to minus seven with Mason Rudolph at quarterback? Do you think that's a spot where you would still play Detroit? How are you How are you kind of approaching this matchup here particular, in particular? Yeah, I mean, Big Ben stinks, but like... Mason Rudolph's not all that much. I mean, Mason Rudolph's not an NFL quarterback. His, his right, guy, right, he was right. struggling to fend off Doug Hodges, who is now playing for the Ottawa Red Blacks of the of the uh, Canadian Football League right now. And so, no, I mean, like the the thing with this Detroit Lions team is they were always really good. Um, they were always really good at sort of covering these big numbers. They're not good at getting three and a half. They're not good at you know, like playing games, they winning games they should win. Now, this is a game they should win now, 
I think. Like, I don't think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are particularly good. The Chicago Bears, despite the, you know, basically playing against Pittsburgh and the referees and their own head coach, were able to, like, bring that game down to the wire on Monday Night Football. So, I am I think Detroit, you know, basically all the way down to, let's say, three, uh, I would take. Right, right, definitely. I agree with you. I actually just tweeted out week 10 is when the Lions get their first win. I know people have been trying to project that out. I think they're going to do it. I think anything, um, you know, if you're still seeing some sevens out there, especially, you know, as heading into our kickoff, Detroit is the correct play. Let's shift gears just a little bit because Detroit, decently popular team in the Circle Millionaire Contest. I'm going to read off to you, uh, you know, the five or six most popular picks, any that jump out to you, any that you agree with or disagree with. I want to kind of get your immediate reaction. But uh, the number one most popular pick, Tennessee minus three against the New Orleans Saints. 1,175 selections on that pick. Uh, second most popular, Los Angeles Rams, minus four, heading to San Francisco on Monday Night Football. Third most popular, Cleveland, two and a half um, point underdogs on the road against the New England Patriots. Then we got um, Green Bay, basically, minus three. That line has moved up to three and a half now, so I do think maybe that's why people kind of like Green Bay. Uh, that was the fourth most popular selection, then the two tied for uh, fifth. New Orleans, again, kind of interesting that, you know, Tennessee and New Orleans are two of the top five most popular picks. And on the other side, Philadelphia, uh, two and a half point underdogs against Denver. What one do you immediately agree with? And what one do you think is probably going to be, you know, the worst pick of the consensus numbers this weekend? Yeah, I think interestingly, right? Like when you we talk about the Titans are the most popular pick, their opponent in that game is also like one of the top, top five most popular yeah, picks. Yeah, top five. So... When you look at that, I, I think people have opinions about this game, right? I think people mm -hmm. have opinions uh, about, first, what Alvin Kamara means to the New Orleans Saints. What And I, I was on uh, Circles Off podcast with uh, Bet Sam's Rob Pizzola this week, and it was a wonderful discussion. I hope encourage you all to, to listen to it. But he was yeah. talking about, you know, sort of how backup quarterbacks, you know, possibly – you know, when they play their second game and the third game, maybe aren't as effective as when they play their first game because, you know, there's more tape to sort of like catch up to it. And so people are like maybe leaning into those two issues for the Saints, coupled with the fact that they don't have really any receivers to begin with, and they're laying into the Titans here. But then you look at the other side and you look at the way that the Titans played against LA, you talk about four straight really great games against teams that, you know, are were in the playoffs last year. They beat all four of them. Is it a letdown spot? No Julio Jones, obviously. No Derrick Henry. The offense wasn't particularly good uh, against the LA Rams Sunday. The defense just played amazing. And there was some turnover luck. So there's also a, yeah, a, a, you know, a way to go on the Saints here. George and I liked 44 and a half. That was one of our locks of the week. Um, it's now 44. I still don't know what the heck it's... And then first half, it's 22. You're getting under that key number of 21 or above the key number of right. 21. To me, that's the angle. And I think, you know, what this, you know, the Circa, you know, Millions competition, you know, sort of, uh, you know, makes me believe is that people have opinions on this game uh, and they're wildly varying. Right, definitely. And I agree with you. And maybe, you know, sitting at that key number three, maybe that ends up landing on just because there does seem to be, you know, market tension at that price that, you know, a lot of people like on both sides. So I definitely agree with you. I think if you're looking at betting this game, under 44, kind of like you and George said, uh, I think that is one of the 
the best bets on the weekend. So, so we will see, uh, you know, what's happening. What do you make of, you know, um, you know, a spot like Cleveland or the Rams? Do you feel comfortable back in either one of those teams? Are you surprised that either one of those teams are basically like the second and third most popular selections here in week 10? Well, I think the Rams one's tough because I think a lot of people probably put their picks in with their proxy before, um, you know, folks knew that Robert Woods was out. Um, because I think you see that number now, it's three and a half, it's trending towards, it's not really trending towards three, um, but but it's more expensive to take three and a half uh, for the Niners than it is to lay it with the Rams on Pinnacle. So that's one where, you know, I you know George and I did write up minus four um, in our segment uh, on, on Monday morning uh, in the PFF forecast. I don't think I necessarily bet it anymore. Um, you know, so that's one. The Browns, I really like. I've already bet the Browns myself. Um, you know, I took it at a few different numbers. We took it on a teaser. Interestingly, this had gotten down to one and a half uh, and then bumped back up to two and a half. I, maybe because of Nick Chubb. Maybe because, um, you know, of, of some uncertainty associated with the Browns. But, um, yeah, I like Cleveland here. You're not getting a great number. Like, this is sort of more of a situation where you could tease it up or you could... Uh, bet it on the money line. It's not really a great contest pick just because you're not getting uh, the two and a half points aren't worth that much. You know what I mean? So, right. um, but yeah, I, I don't mind that one at all. Um, and then Packers at minus three, I don't see it, man. I, the only reason I, I think that people like it is because you're getting, you, you don't have to lay three and a half because I think a lot of people, myself included, have taken three and a half with Seattle thinking, I mean, a lot of stuff's got to go right for Rodgers to play and to play well this week. And it looks like he's going right. to play, but still a lot has got to go right for him to play well. Yeah, definitely. I do think that people are still kind of buying into Rodgers' performance, you know, without Devontae Adams two weeks ago. Basically expect him to be uh, in some sort of almost God mode uh, at any time. Never going to have, you know, necessarily a bad game. And I do think that we could definitely see that here in week 10. So I definitely like that takeaway. And you did remind me as well, a lot of my teasers, unfortunately, had wrapped in Baltimore and Cleveland. So I do need to, you know, re-up on some more Cleveland teasers. If you were going to look at, you know, teasing the Cleveland Browns up, what is your, you know, second most popular game? Because we do have a lot of teasable numbers uh, right now. You know, you can see, you know, like, for example, Minnesota is one of them right yeah. now. If that line's at two and a half for the Chargers, uh, you know, Las Vegas, another one uh, that's kind of interesting. Philadelphia. So, out of those three, what one? What one do you feel most confident in teasing with? The yeah, I mean, even like now that Pittsburgh and, and Detroit have reopened at six and a yes. half, way to grab eight, Ben. Uh, love to see that. Um, love to. You see know, it. you could tease down Pittsburgh. I don't know if you want to do that with a backup quarterback. Um, you could tease uh, Dallas down to two. Um, that had been at nine. I talked about that in the PFF right. forecast of George. You, you have to be. Uh, weary of reacting to line movements from basically what nine and a half down to seven and a half because you yep. know those are you're essentially coming when you come off a of nine you're you're letting go of teaser protection anything from eight and a half to seven and a half is sort of like whatever um, but yeah you could tease Dallas down to two uh, against our Falcons um, you know th those are ones that I think uh, have a chance um, but yeah you have a you have a bevy of opportunity there. The interesting thing, you probably don't want to do it with the Vikings because if you like the Vikings this week, they are plus three, but they are a cheap plus three. If you like the Vikings out to eight and a half and you think you have to pair it with something else, just bet the Vikings plus three. They're a plus three team. Uh, they were last week um, and they are s seemingly every week. Just bet the Vikings uh, on the spread. They're a talented team. They don't need, uh, you know, 
If it was a flat two and a half, obviously go for it. But right now, if you like them that much, just take them, take them against the spread. NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code PFF, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, min $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you, but I have to, I am maybe not going down the rabbit hole, but I do have to ask you, you did say the Vikings are a talented team. What is the Vikings issue right now? Uh, the problem with Minnesota is, is the system just doesn't work, right? Like the football is a lot of football requires a lot of parts. So football, you can win football two different ways. The one way is to have elite talent at the, at the most, and I mean, truly elite talent at the league's most important positions, AKA quarterback and head coach and possibly wide receiver, but mostly quarterback head coach. If you have those two things, everything else sort of falls into place. So you're talking about Patriots with Brady Belichick, Chiefs with Mahomes, uh, uh, Mahomes Reed, um, Bills maybe with 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 uh, Allen and uh, McDermott. Um, if you don't have that, you have to be a good system. You have to have every, your component part, and it's fleeting. Like it's it's hard to win that way consistently. But you have to have a system where sort of everything is competent at once. And the problem with the Minnesota Vikings is they have a they have a system where a few things work really well sometimes, and the other things completely implode other times. And nothing ever comes together really well at once for them. And obviously, you know my my theory on it. I said this before. We were in Minneapolis for the SportCon conference at the Super Bowl in 17. And I said, if they sign Cousins, it's going to be, it's not going to work. And the reason is that when you sign Cousins to that big of a deal, and he doesn't end up being a Mahomes-type player, you need all the systems to work at once. And unfortunately for the Vikings, they have a lot of systems that work a lot of times. And then, they, and then their other systems implode at other times. Right, and they seem to implode at the worst possible times, what it really boils down to. Yep. So I like that rant quite a bit. I'm glad we got into that. Let's move on. We got player props. Check out the player props tool on pff.com and dig it. You know, a new little makeover, a little bit shift. should be easier for people to navigate, people to find value on. I know I found a lot of value on it heading into week 10 here, but I want to know, Eric, what are your best player prop bets that you've already made or are going to be locking in here Sunday when you travel to the casino? Yeah, there, I mean, there are some some that I like fairly heavily. I like Jordan Howard under 40.5 rushing yards against the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos are a good defense. Uh, I think Philadelphia, you know, they've done a little bit more to the running back in recent weeks, but they don't like going to the running back in the run game. So uh, I'm going to go under there. I think Alex Collins under 52.5 rushing yards. 
um, it, it is also a, a good one as well. Um, just because Seattle, you know, just, you know, they're unpredictable at the running back spot. Chris Carson might play, it sounds like. Um, so uh, I'm not particularly keen on that. Um, you know, you have some uncertainty here. Um, but when I look at, you know, receiving yards, for example, um, you know, I'm looking at, you know, some some bigger numbers here that, that I like. I like over 73 and a half for Tyreek Hill. Um, I don't think the 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 Las Vegas Raiders have the discipline um, to play too high against them the whole entire game. Um, so I'm going to go over there. Uh, I'm going to go over 60 and a half for DJ Moore on receiving yards. I think that PJ Walker uh, will, will look his way because he's the best target there uh, for them. Um, man, everything else sort of seems sort of seems like on the money a little bit. Um, but, but what do you think, Ben? Yeah, definitely. I do agree with you quite a bit on Tyreek Hill. I was, you know, I did write up that spot for our Sunday night football, uh, you know, preview basically. But I do think, like you said, I think they're going to try and play Case Hayward Jr. in coverage against Tyreek Hill. I think he is going to be successful breaking, you know, one or two long plays. Um, I do like, you know, the Chiefs quite a bit in that match. I can't believe I'm saying that once again. But um, I do think that it's going to be because of Tyreek Hill. So I like that one quite a bit. Another one that, you know, just continues to get better and better based on the news that we're getting. But I really like DeAndre Swift over 11.5 carries early in the week. Um, I did think that the Lions were going to be able to keep that game close. Now with the spread moving in their direction, um, I definitely think that we're going to see Swift featured pretty heavily in the run game, especially if the Lions, you know, are potentially winning against Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I like that one quite a bit. I also like Justin Herbert over 2.5 passing touchdowns, plus 175 price. Now you talked about, you know, the Vikings are a talented team. Uh, we have their defense ranked 10th overall. I just don't think it has necessarily caught up to um, the injury situation that they have. Obviously, no Daniel Hunter. Uh, there is some COVID-related situations playing out with like Harrison Smith and a couple other guys. So uh, from that perspective, I do think that it's going to be a little bit more of a shootout than what, you know, uh, the betting market is even projecting, but I do really like Justin Herbert over 2.5 passing touchdowns because of that. I think this is a spot where he can get back on track um, quite a bit here. So those are probably the ones that I like the most. And I do have a little bit of an under-the-radar uh, Vikings play. K.J. Osborne under 2.5 receptions, plus 120 price. I think he's a guy, uh, his role is kind of diminishing in the Vikings offense. Like you said, uh, they do run a little bit of you know a vanilla offensive scheme. I do think their plan is going to be basically to trot him out against Chris Harris Jr., who hasn't looked great basically um, outside of the, you know, coming out of the bye for the Chargers, but I think he is their best cover cornerback. Um, so I think them using KJ Osborne as kind of this decoy in that Vikings offense, taking Chris Harris basically out of play. I still think KJ Osborne's probably going to go under 2.5 receptions. And I think Tyler Conklin has been, you know, the more popular third receiving option for Kirk Cousins. So I like that one quite a bit. So we will see. There are a number of good betting opportunities in the player props tool. Is there anyone that you like so much that you probably want to make it PFF's betting podcast lock Ooh. of the week, Eric? Uh, Ooh. Typically, George and I go for the you know the quarterback rushing yeah, props. Yeah, this yeah, would be yeah. the point in time where I'm gonna, he would be like, look, you know, I really like. I'm going to take because because uh, Austin Gale, Dave Safaro, and I are going to the casino tomorrow after the PFF live show, which there you can go. watch uh, starting at 11 a.m. Uh, on PFF PFF's YouTube channel. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Plus 166. Okay. You're back to plus 166, folks. 
I'm right. going Patrick right. Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns plus one sixty six. My is. sub lock of the week is Tom Brady over two and a half touchdowns against the vaunted Washington football team defense plus one thirty one. Get yourself a couple plus price pops there. To your point on Herbert, I also yep. like Herbert's over to passing touchdowns prop as well. Definitely. I actually wrote up Tom Brady over 2.5 passing touchdowns uh, in an article I have coming out tomorrow featuring the best Sunday player props to bet. Make sure you check that out on PFF.com. So I'm definitely on board with you there. I got to leave you guys with three quarterback rushing props, though, for the brand. Mike White, over 3.5 rushing yards. Kirk Cousins, the one and only, over 3.5 rushing yards. He is the one and only. He is the one and only. I do think he's going to get over it. Uh, and the player props tool also likes Justin Herbert to go over 10.5 rushing yards. So those three, I do think, uh, you know, Vikings are going to dial up some pressure blitz situations. Obviously, with no Daniel Hunter, they're going to think that they have to kind of manufacture some of those pressure situations. If Herbert breaks out of the pocket one time, he's going to go over 10.5 rushing yards. So those are the three quarterback rushing props to lock in. It's going to be a great Sunday. Everybody strap in. Eric gets to go to the casino. I got to sweat it out on my own, but I know we're going to have tons of action. Make sure you do as well. Check out all the great tools at pff.com, NFL Greenline, the player props tool, everything in between. We got tons of betting opportunities for you. From Ben Brown, joined by Eric Eager, we appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betting Podcast. 